I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my friend, Natalie Polson. Today's show is sponsored by Local Patriots, who need some new conspiracy theories now that all the old ones have come true. Natalie, how are you today? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for being here. This is, uh, you, th- you might beat Caleb Collier for the repeat guest. Oh, nice. We all love Caleb and church and state, but Natalie has been a uh, freedom fighter for a long time now. Um, if you haven't heard, she's been on the show before. She was the one that took a stand as a teacher to stand up for the children, take her mask off, and was fired by District 81, right? So why don't you fill everybody in how it started, where we're at today? Well, way back in November 23rd, 2021, so i got to give you the date there, Mm -hmm. I decided after exhausting efforts of trying to bring the attention to the fact that prolonged mask wearing was actually harming our children. Yes, it was. I took off my mask for a peaceful protest because nothing I was doing was getting anyone to listen, meaning superintendents, uh, legislators. I had gone before the school board. And they just wouldn't listen, although they had hired me to be the expert on emotional health of children. Hmm. And then when I told them the emotional health was being harmed, along with language skills, nobody wanted to listen. That's wild. And I do have to brag a little bit. The day that they decided to terminate you, you came on our show and did our show, right? I did. And that was, uh, I mean, it's a horrible thing to have happen to you. These District 81... I'm going to say all the school districts here. It doesn't seem to me, the more I dig into Spokane dis- school districts, the more they're just going to follow whatever. What's his name? Chris Reichdahl? Yes, and the governor. Yeah, well, Chris Reichdahl, I believe, sits on Jay Inslee's lap to get the information. That's a, a vision I don't ever want to think about again. I was going to say, not a good vision. Yeah, <laughs> they're a happy couple. But anyway, so you were terminated by District 81, and you started the process to get your job back, right? Definitely. I didn't want termination on my record. Mm -hmm. I had been a teacher for 18 years with an exemplary career, not one disciplinary action ever. In fact, I usually was more on the innovative side and really doing a lot. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, the last five years with Spokane Schools, I supported teachers and students in a different capacity. And I can honestly say that I did a lot of work to try to keep the district out of lawsuits, so doing what was best for kids. So when I was advocating for kids in that capacity, they were okay with it. But when I decided to advocate when, um, I guess it was against their narrative or what they didn't necessarily want, uh, they terminated me. Yeah, that's a, that's a shame because when you send your kids to school, you want teachers and staff to be there to support and to make sure that they're safe and make sure that they're learning. And that's what you were doing in these, well, they're elected officials, right? The school, the superintendents and... Or they're not, are they? The school board is. School board, there you go. And, and then they, they really direct it, so yes. It's a shame because we've pulled our kids out of public school, but I know I have a lot of friends that still have their children in public school, and we need more teachers like you. And I guess as you're talking, I'm thinking about this. If you know a young adult that wants to go down the career path of teaching, what would you say to them? That's a tough one because my own daughter is not in public education for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still want to advocate because they're our next generation. 
So somebody going for education right now, I would just say, you know, ask a lot of questions, be prepared. Like, can you withstand being able to mm. be forced on what to teach? Because it's becoming more indoctrination than it is critical thinking. Because when I went to school, I was taught to how do we get kids to critically think and analyze and have conversation yeah. and healthy debate and persuasive writing and conversations. And now it's completely different. That's wild. So you decided to take this to court, and that's where we are today, right? Yes. Many times over? Yeah, it's been quite the long haul. So um, just to give a little reference for everyone listening, uh, July of 2022, we finally got to Superior Court. We set a docket, and every you know lawyers have to do briefs, and there's all these different things that have to happen. And we had a court date on December 2nd, and I walked into the courtroom, and we weren't on the docket but opposing counsel wasn't there. Hmm. So somehow they were notified that there was a court error is what they're calling it. And I was not notified. So I showed up with quite a few supporters and they told us that they would have to um, reschedule. And then in addition, the judge recused themselves. Mm -hmm. It was a cold day. I was there. Mm -hmm. It was about five degrees out. She did have a good crowd of supporters. So she's got good backing. And before we go any further, you hear lawyers, court fees, all this. If you're out there listening and you want to help financially, you can go to Give, Send, Go because we don't do GoFundMe anymore. Give, Send, Go is a Christian. You can go on Give, Send, Go and just hit that you'll pray for Natalie. But if you look up on Give, Send, Go, legal fund for Natalie Paulson, then you can help donate. I know I've been to court before. It's not cheap. Definitely not. Everything raised so far has gone to the lawyer, which he well deserves. He's yeah. doing a great job. And if you've listened to this show before, you've heard me talk to Pete Serrano of the Silent Majority Foundation and Natalie's lawyer, who through Natalie hooked up with the Silent Majority Foundation. So they're working for getting our gun rights back, the magazine ban, going against Inslee. I just love the Silent Majority Foundation. I can't say enough about Pete and those guys over there. Yep, working on limiting the emergency powers of our governor, which yeah. would be a good, good idea. Yeah, that big dummy, whoever gave him emergency powers. And then he just kicks the can down the road every time. So... Judge recused themselves. We're here today. I'm supposed to be going to see you in court next week, right? But not anymore. So we have now had three judge mm -hmm. recusals, meaning they're refusing to see my case. And they seem to always tell me right before I'm supposed to go to court. So I was notified this week that the third judge has recused themselves. And we will be assigned a new one and start all over. So we don't have a date for that yet. Do not. I'm hoping that every time it gets the judge recuses himself, and it sounds like they've all, nobody said because I don't like Natalie, they've, they've got reasons, and you can go, it's all public knowledge, you can look at it. But I hope each time that they recuse himself and it pushes it, I know it's hard on you. I hope more people just are ready to pack that court, and we just get more and more and more till it's standing room only, and it's out the doors, because I believe if the judge sees the support that you do have, they might start to be influenced, I would hope, right? I would hope so. And to be honest, Matt, I have no idea why they're recusing themselves. I do not know these judges. I have, and they give no reason. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea why they are doing that. But the support I do think is critical. I do know that before we left that courtroom that day, we said a prayer as mm -hmm. a group, and then we left. And I think that's very powerful to stand together. Yeah. So if you are listening right now, and I, you're listening on American Christian Network, I believe you're a Christian when we're done here, just say a prayer for Natalie. Let's continue to lift up this this whole 
rigmarole? Is that a word people use? You're the well, educator. Well, and let's add to it. I mean, we're fighting for First Amendment right. So, so this true. is not, I mean, I know Natalie's going before this court, but this is for all of us. This mm-hmm. is for our constitutional right that we have a right to free speech, peacefully protest. Yeah. So that's that's the biggest thing. Did you you told me before you have taught on the history of the revolution and probably the Bill of Rights and all that for you to be fired for a First Amendment violation for peaceful protest. I mean, this is Dr. King type stuff that you did. Absolutely. No violence. Just I'm showing my solidarity with these children that are suffering. And so to me, it's a slap in the face of our our standing government. Right. Oh, absolutely. So not only is it a First Amendment violation, just the fact that they didn't allow me to peacefully protest uh, regress of grievances, right? Mm -hmm. In addition, we have a Fourth Amendment due process issue. I had the school union obviously involved with the school district. Oh, my favorite. And I actually, good news, just found out today that the second case, for all of you that need to know, I have two cases out there, but one is now done against the school union for not representing me. They did not, well, they violated my Fourth Amendment right. And so they officially, it's public record now, um, I have won. They have violated my Fourth Amendment right. Yeah. And if you're new to what unions are, are you new to the show? You've heard me bash on unions before. The union was supposed to be there for Natalie when she had her peaceful protest and the school board took action against her. The union should have represented you, correct? Correct. They should have given you legal counsel, at least, to go forward with this. At least guidance. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can do the legal part of it, but they were supposed to guide me through the process. They um, And the reason why I won is because he sat in the room and did nothing for me. Supposedly, yeah. he took notes and wouldn't even share them with me. And that's all public record now, so I can share it. Mm-hmm. And so he did not represent me adequately. And so they officially have an unfair labor practice, and they need to take care of that and change their policy. Hey, that's a win for the good guys, in Absolutely. my opinion. I'm so anti-union that I'm one day I'm going to disappear like Jimmy Hoffa, I believe, although he was a union guy, wasn't he? <laughs> but it's, to me, school unions, they create just a, a chaotic, unsymbiotic workplace for teachers, right? You want your pension and you want to be able to educate, but they are going to tell you how to live your life, correct? Well, and wouldn't I be like the perfect example, 18-year exemplary teacher Mm -hmm. union or at least the school union is supposed to represent the teachers so why were they not representing me backing me supporting me helping me Mm -hmm. when again all i did was my first amendment right to advocate for our children yeah and i'm not going to do it on this show i mean that is a perfect example but i'm going to look up these school union representative names and on another show i might call them out we don't need to do that with you here i'll move forward from that fair enough it's just I like hearing when people win against unions because back in the day when, uh, you know, the Rockefellers were killing people in the, the steel mills or Carnegie, sorry, not Rockefellers. They might have done it, too. They needed Definitely unions. Carnegie was a big one. Yeah. They needed unions because they were killing people. They were. And now we have state unions and all these things. And they just they take your money. Right. And they did nothing for 18 years. Maybe not 18, but you paid into the union dues. You should have been represented. I paid in 17 years, and, mm-hmm. you know, again, public record at this point. Um, I was not a paying member the last year, but by law, they are still supposed to represent mm-hmm. all teachers. Yeah. And that was decided in 2015, which I think was a good choice. Yeah. It's it's what they're supposed to do. So from that case, that went back to anything else you want to talk about on the case ongoing besides support and uh, 
how do you feel? Like you've been, so many judges have been walked away from your case. Do you feel like a pariah? Do you feel like you're, you're going to win? What's, what's God telling you in your heart? I do feel that we have a win. I mean, I believe in our constitution Mm -hmm. and I know that I prayed and I tried many different avenues and none of that was protecting our children. Mm -hmm. And I also was very frustrated as a parent. We want to talk about prolonged mask wearing. Mm -hmm. They never asked for parent permission. They never even involved parents in that discussion. And so there's just so many pieces to it. And so I know what I did was right. I know that I stood up for kids that were suffering. Were all kids suffering? No, I'm never going to make that claim. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I worked with, they were really struggling. Mm. I was losing them, meaning they were becoming depressed, withdrawn, um, not interacting socially. Their language skills were really being damaged, the younger kids. And so... I had to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thank you for doing that. We were actually we were able to talk to a high school teacher, old friend of Becky's, and she was let go for not taking the jab. And she told us before this all happened, she was seeing kids regress in the high school. And that's a weird age anyways. But they would put their mask on, their headphones on, their hood up, and they would just ignore. Completely and they, withdraw. Yeah, that's not a healthy environment. If you foster that in a child, what are you going to get as an adult? It's going to be a society of regressed hermits. I guess that's what Mark Zuckerberg wants. He wants us to put those goggles on and live in a VR world, and that's not for me. It's terrifying. I mean, kids already were suffering socially. We were, you know, as a, I'd say as a district and as an education as a whole, noticed that we were having difficulties with children socially Mm. with the video game playing and the lack of going outside and just interacting with other children. Mm -hmm. and. This did not help. Shutting schools down, and then they come back with a mask on their face. I think we forgot that a big portion of communication is verbal cues from Mm -hmm. your face and your body language. Yeah. I I try to wear a beard so people get confused. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) So through all this, Natalie just sat on her hands for the last year, right? You You didn't run for political office, did you? Nope, didn't try to make big change. Yeah. yeah. Ran in the third against a 20-year incumbent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't win, but I do feel like there's some momentum, and I think I definitely raised some questions about maybe people really starting to think about their vote, maybe yeah. not down-balloting, like look at who you're voting for. Mm-hmm. And then for everyone else out there, please vote. Your vote matters. In fact, it would have mattered a lot if we would have had a bigger turnout. Yeah. We've said it before, and I'm sure you've heard it, that Christians are the largest voting class in America. They're also the largest class that doesn't go vote. Yeah. So I know there's Christians in the third that just thought maybe they didn't, their vote didn't matter. And it's great to hear somebody just say, "Hey, get out and vote. Let's do what we're allowed to do." And I thank you for the district's been blue for so many years. And I heard this from other people, not from Natalie, but she had one of the largest grassroots movements in the state of Washington. I did. That's awesome. It's just, you know, to get so many people to come out and support you and to try to fight. Maybe next time it does go red. I hope so, because I'm definitely not giving up. Not not saying I'm going to do it again, just saying that I'm not giving up. I'm definitely staying involved. It's time mm-hmm. to really get um, precincts with some precinct officers really working their neighborhoods and helping people vote. Maybe that's why they're not voting. They just don't know how. And so... Yeah meaning they don't know who to vote for. And so I think we need to get that information out to them. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You're now a precinct committee officer for the district and a district leader, right? I am, yes. So you're just you're not doing anything with your life. You're just <laughs> hanging out. 
That's awesome to hear. You know, I think, and I don't know if I've said it on this show yet, but maybe you can speak on it more because you're more involved. Spokane County GOP, it was a bad word in my mouth for so many years. But now I look at the leadership that was voted in this last November, December, and I'm optimistic, right? Well, I'm part of that leadership, so I mm-hmm. hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, our goal is definitely to really support, well, the mission is to get Republicans voted into office. Mm-hmm. So we're really hoping to do that. Yeah, and she means Republicans, not rhinos. She means real conservative fiscally, uh, not mentally, but their morals are conservative as well. Mm-hmm. We have too many Republicans that are rhinos, Republican in name only, and Spokane was not immune to this. And to me, to see guys like Brian Noble is now the chair of Spokane County GOP, the guy's just got a level head, right? He's he's going to hear both sides, and he's really going to just— I think that's a pastor in him, but yeah, yeah. it definitely helps. Well, it's also he's the uh, conflict resolution specialist, yes. and it, it, to see him work in that way, it, it's it's cool because he's not going to just be quick to judge and you know move the, the party in a certain way, right? Absolutely. And— on that, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, if you've been to any of these GOP meetings yet, but the National Republican Committee chairperson is up for grabs, right? It's yes. uh, Harmeet Dillon is running against Ronald McDaniel. Is that yes. her name? How do we get Spokane County to influence the state to say we don't want, we want Harmeet Dillon, right? Well, they just really have to decide as a board to mm-hmm. so come together. And I think that's that healthy debate. You know, let's get some debate out there. Let's talk about both these individuals. And then I believe, not sure I have the wording right, but some sort of a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And then make sure that that's well known. Yeah. And see how you do that. If you're listening and you don't know who your precinct committee officer is, you should be able to go to the Spokane County GOP website. There's a map. You can find out who it is. And the PCOs listen to the people that vote. And then they take it to people like you, the district leader, and then that moves it on up. So if you want change at the national level, it has to start right here. And that's, I'll quote General Flynn again, local action has national impact, right? That's what we need to do. We need to be influencing the the most that we can because it's the only way to save the nation. Absolutely. I definitely tried to run for state, you know, Mm -hmm. going a little bigger, and I still have hopes that we'll turn that third around. But I'm staying involved locally. We still have to be very involved in our city council, our school boards. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a teacher, but everybody out there, 39% of your property tax goes to fund public education. Yep. And that's another issue I have is that it was never meant to be a monopoly on public education. When we decided to educate our children, it was supposed to be to educate our children, mm-hmm. not create this monopoly of public education and then private then has to pay their own way. Yeah. So that needs to change, and that has to change through the legislation. So would you be an advocate for school choice? Absolutely. For, I adv- ran on that. <laughs> so maybe you could uh, speak on that a little bit. I've heard people say that'll just destroy certain schools and make other schools better. But if your school choice is there to give you a voucher, right, or say you get a tax break. You could go either way. And mm-hmm. so that is one thing that when you're running a campaign, you don't have a lot of extra research time. But I would definitely try to research what would be most beneficial and what would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. And I always like to say you usually have better businesses. Let's just relate it to a business if there's some sort of competition. Yep. When you don't have competition, it becomes a monopoly. They can charge what they want and they can do what they want. But when you have more businesses that are doing the same thing, then you have this healthy competitiveness and you start to have better prices or a better product. Same thing for education. Mm -hmm. If we would allow healthy competition 
and allow children to also, this is my other big thing, be educated where they are best educated. Mm -hmm. Some students are going to be better in a certain situation than others. And we need to allow that to happen. Yeah. It's, if you, yeah, like I like the business model because as a libertarian minded capitalist, that's why I tell people if you were to say, school, you are now graded on, was it test results or graduation results or whatever it is? And school A is doing better than B, and more students go there. School B is eventually going to try to catch up, hire, hire some of those teachers away. Make the teacher salaries more competitive as well, right? If you're a dud teacher, you get paid like a dud, right? Yeah. And right now, our test scores were not passing. The mm. test scores are awful. I really? mean, I could pull that data. I think it was like 50% are passing um, math or English, and the other one was 30%. I can't remember which is which at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And But yet our graduation rate is like 86%. So hmm. we're graduating people that aren't passing any tests. It's interesting. Yeah. Not that I'm a big test person. I think we need to have more critical thinking, but I think you get my point. Yeah. If you were to see that your friend's kids are just having this great, awesome experience at school A, would you not want you know, your children, or maybe it's more of the special needs schools or whatever it is that they could start to really focus in on. And I think I got to hear Candace Owens speak last month and she said, we are graduating. There's more degrees coming out of college now than there ever has been, but they're in gender studies and right. basket weaving. She basket weaving's mine. That's from when we were young, you always <laughs> got a degree in basket weaving, but that's their plan was to create this burdened workforce with their debt of dummies that can't contribute back to society. And I think it just boils right down into the public school system, right? Oh, absolutely. And we've gotten so far away from trade. We push so hard for college readiness. Mm -hmm. And I know when I was teaching, it was more of a college and career readiness. Mm -hmm. So what's going to be best? Military was in there, uh, technical schools, trade schools, and two and four year colleges. You have to have all those options to create society. Yeah. I don't want an 18 year old off the street to do my heart surgery. That definitely needs college. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't want a surgeon welding on my car. It, we need all this, right? I was military and trade. So yeah, I always pump that. I don't pump the military anymore because it's a sad state we're in. It's a, it's a little rough right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day it'll turn around, but they got to stop terrorizing our our young men and women that are in the military because it's the greatest country and they're the ones that keep us free. So what are you doing these days for work? So I have been very fortunate that a wonderful pastor, Pastor Green, hired me to work at Faith Christian Academy. Um, and it is just a godsend because it's been very challenging when you are fired as a teacher. It's difficult to get a job when you have termination on your record. And then it's twice as hard when you have to tell them you're still in the middle of a court case. And, oh, by the way, when I win, because we're staying positive, mm -hmm. I get reinstated and I don't know what that looks like. And so it puts the potential new hire in a pretty tough situation. And so it's just been really challenging. So I've gone from a little bit of subbing at the Catholic schools to now working for Faith Christian Academy. And that's Pastor Danny Green, Faith, uh, Family of Faith, the great recovery program that they have. The man just stands out in front and says, Amazing. whatever God wants, we're going to do it. And so we thank him. You can look him up, shoot him a message, tell him thanks for doing that. He's got a great website on all that. And once again, we got I want to give how you can help Natalie out financially is give, send, go, right? Look that up. It's an app. It's a website, whatever you want to use it as. And it's a legal fund for Natalie Paulson. 
Let's help keep her financially backed because I'm sure these lawyers are working their tails off to keep you in the fight, correct? He definitely is. He's amazing. Now, if you want to give his name and maybe his oh, yeah. practice. Um, lawyer, he's independent. I might have the name wrong there, but Austin Hatcher. Mm-hmm. And he's been great. Former Marine. So There you go. Yeah. If you have legal problems, give him a call. Right. It sounds like he's a fighter from everything I've heard about him. Hopefully I'll get him on the show one of these days. We can hear about what they're doing to keep our our gun rights rights. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So a few more minutes here. Anything else you want to say before? I think just really want everyone to know out there that this is for all of us. I know I said it earlier in the show, but I want to end the show the same way. I advocated for children my entire 18 years, and I did it again when we had the prolonged mask wearing, and I would do it again. Um, we have to stand up for our children. We have to stand up sometimes when it's against what, I guess, some consider the norm. Mm-hmm. Not me, but some out there. So I'm just advocating for all of our children, so please pray for me. If you have a chance to do the Give, Send, Go, that would be amazing, because Austin deserves to be paid as well, and... I'm, you know, I, I do have a job, but it's not quite the same. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. And you deserve to be reinstated full. Hopefully they back pay you and everything. That is what would happen if, when I win. Just cause I want to stick it to the man some more. <laughs> and as you're speaking here and I would not wish this on you in any way, but you know, over on the other side of the state, the football coach decided to pray that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and I've been able to hear him talk a few times. It's just maybe something in Washingtonian's blood, right, that we're going to stand up for our rights, we're going to stand up for our children, and I hope yours doesn't go to the Supreme Court, right? That would be a long, drawn-out process to get there. It definitely would, and they could appeal, and it could still end up at the Supreme Court, but I'll take this win here in Superior Court if I can. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to say I know somebody that went to the Supreme Court and won. For all of us, right? You'd be on Tucker Carlson, everybody would be giving you <laughs> high fives, it'd be a great time. No, I mean, and that's that's truly, if you're out there and you're listening, pray for Natalie, but pray for a judge. Please. Pray for a judge that's not afraid, right? As she's talking about these, you know, five different recusals, it hit me that there's got to be someone that's not afraid. We have to have, you know, the, the, the catchy model that's out there is faith over fear. There's got to be a judge. Maybe there's a judge listening. Maybe there's a spouse of a judge listening. I don't know how they work if they can just raise their hand and say, I want that case, or if it has to go through a process. Like I said, when I walked out of your court case that time, that was the second time I've ever walked out the front door that I walked in on. Usually it goes <laughs> the other way. So it's just cool to, to see it work. And, you know, I pray that there is a judge out there that really wants to stand up, stand out. Right? For what this country was founded on. Yeah. I have been praying for the same thing. So I've prayed over every judge, and I will continue to pray for my case to have the right judge that you know, God sends my way. Amen. Natalie, I thank you for being here, and I thank you for everything that you've done. Running for state rep, standing up to the man, standing up for our children. And I, I pray that this all gets resolved speedily. Well, I can't say that anymore because it's been ongoing for yeah, so long. I think they now. violated that one. Yep. Once again, thank you for everything thank you've you. done. Until next time, remember to be sober and be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me anew. And I'm so grateful. I'm lucky I'm even in the room. I know they want to kill kids in the womb, try to get to heaven.